Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim Cockrum, also known as SilentJim.com. Thanks for listening. Today's a real treat. All the episodes are a treat. I say that a lot, but man, we've packed some good stuff into these episodes. When we have guests, especially, you guys just love it. And today's guest is someone very special to me. She's become a dear friend. She's very recognized in our community, our free Facebook community, because she's one of our lead moderators. She's always jumping in and helping out. And when we brought her on stage at our most recent event, guys, the place went nuts. Like, oh, that's Lisa. Let me introduce you to Lisa Morrison Larson. Lisa, how are you today? Hi, Jim. Thank you for that kind welcome. I'm great. Happy to be here. Oh, I've got a lot more to say about you. I'm just getting started. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure the microphone was on and we're ready to rock. Oh, this is so good. Okay, so Lisa has, uh, I want to get this out right off the bat. There's a free show that we do right now. It's every Tuesday. That may change, but we've done several of them now. It's wildly popular in our Facebook community. You actually go live. I want to talk about that. You go live in the Facebook group, and it's kind of a lighthearted, fun, just interactive. It's not like we dive deep into strategic, you know, deep thinking uh, Amazon and eBay policies, but although you'll hit some of that too, it's just kind of a fun thing getting to know some of the people in the community. And so I want you to tell us a little bit about that. And uh, maybe let's just start there. And then we're going to talk about how you've grown your business and some of the challenges you've overcome in doing so. That's the other topic. Does that sound good? That sounds great to me. Take the microphone, Lisa. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Jim. My go live is, you know, uh, hashtag go live with Lisa. If you can't find it on the MST page, that's the easiest way to search for it. Uh, it is 4 p.m. currently Pacific time on Tuesday afternoon. So that would be 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's just myself talking about what's the events of the week, what's been popular on my silent team, what's possibly upcoming any upcoming events within the MST community. It's um, It's been a lot of fun. I get a lot of interaction with different members in the community, an amazing amount of international interest as well. We get people from Belgium and Australia and England and all sorts of places. People that actually, stayed up in the middle of the night to hang out with it's you. It's so great. It's two in the morning. And <laughs> even members in India who had said, it's, 2.30 in the morning here, but I'm with you. And it's uh, it's a great testimonial to the community that you've built here. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm truly enjoying the, the whole process. Well, you know, a, a couple things come to mind. You say community that I've built. I can take very, very little credit. And I say that in all sincerity. God has blessed me with incredible partners and teammates with vision. And you True. Know, they, I, something I mentioned I'm going to tell a little story. I'm going to dive off the path for just a second. Something I mentioned okay. at opening at the CES that I, you know, as I was actually thinking and praying the night before our big event started. I'm like, what's the foundational message that I need to share here? I had my notes, but I was just thinking, there's what's core that communicates how much I appreciate and value leading leaders versus having a following. And, you know, I think that's something right. that really distinguishes what we're doing here. It's not like, oh, these are all the fans of Jim. Like that that <laughs> doesn't do anything for anybody. It sells some t-shirts maybe with my picture on it. Like that's mortifying to me. I don't ever <laughs> want that. But when you're leading leaders, it's something very special. And, and I made the point opening at CES that the most ethical people among us the most virtuous, most servant-minded, most giving people in any given culture are the business-building entrepreneurs. And that's not not just me, you know, making stuff up. I mean, you can actually look at the studies. And I mentioned my friend Daniel Lappin, who had done the study where he looked at doctors and lawyers and politicians and professors and all these white-collar people who make more than $100,000 a year, right, and their salary. Like, which Mm -hmm. category of people are the most ethical as measured by least likely to commit a serious crime. And way above everybody else on all the charts were these business owners, the entrepreneurs. I believe it. I believe it. You see evidence of it. You get a group of us together, great stuff happens. I can't take credit. You know, you lead a bunch of leaders, good stuff happens. You just got to stay out of the way. It's my biggest job, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like me right now. Like, I could just turn the show over to you <laughs> right now. <laughs> and one thing I want to point out about your show, excuse me, that I didn't mention yet, you didn't mention, is we have great contests too, right? We give away a bunch of oh, cool stuff. So, true. if nothing Lots else, just come thing. for the t shirts and the free books, right? <laughs> 
T-shirts, free books. We give away the occasional um, gift certificate for any of your products. I'm going to try to get some creative gifts coming up here as we're in Q4 as well. I've got some ideas of uh, just fun things that might interest other business owners. So tune in on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. or whatever date we're going to keep it. We'll stick a link in the show notes to silentgym.com. If you go to check out all the links will be there, including a link to Lisa's. Uh, to the videos. We'll just stick a link to the videos in the My Silent Team Facebook group. And you can see the most recent one. You can watch the replays if you want, or you can join us live next time. All right. So Lisa, I want to hear your story. Now I've heard bits okay. and pieces. You've shared some with me. You wrote just a heartwarming note to me that I just read finally oh. last night. You wrote it a couple of weeks ago at the end of CES. Oh, just you know, on a personal <laughs> level. We're buddies. We we are just blessed really? to be able to work together. And uh, that moment we shared on stage together where everybody was basically just giving you the the accolades you deserve. Oh, it was very heartfelt and heartwarming. That was so special to share with you. Thank you. Thank you for that opportunity. I It truly meant a lot to me, well, it was, I must say. It was an incredible moment. But, but let's let the listeners in a little bit on what we're talking about here. Take us through okay. your journey a little bit and, and how – you know, how Amazon and online business has been a real turning point for you and, and what that looks like. So tell your story. It has. Okay. Well, a little bit of background. Um, I am 48 years old. About six years ago, um, I had a health problem that had been slowly building for, you know, probably a couple of decades. But at the six years ago mark, so approximately September of 2011, I got to the point where I was no longer able to hold down any kind of a corporate job. Um, My health made it such that I might be able to work one or two hours on this day, but it wasn't like I could guarantee I would be available from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Or I could say, yes, every day from 2 to 4, I'm yours. I just never knew. My health was very unpredictable. It was mortifying for me, frankly. I've always tried to be a self-starter and self-sufficient, and I was suddenly no longer able to do that. Well, I'm very fortunate, or I was very fortunate, in that my mother was independently wealthy. She was an entrepreneur herself, and she says, sweetheart, I love you. I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of. Don't you worry about it. And for the next four years, she proceeded to take care of every expense I had. I have, at the time, I had three kids still living at home. Now I have two, but my oldest daughter is is an adult and off on her own. But my mom, sadly, in March of 2015, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And she did end up passing away on Halloween 2015. And as devastating as that was, <laughs> it took an even grimmer turn for myself and for my prospects. About 10 or 12 days later, my stepdad, with his heart in the right place, but um, he kind of shocked me. He said, Lisa, um, I love you and I love the kids, but I'm not going to support you the way your mom did. You've got 12 months to figure out a way to support yourself and your family because I'm not going to do it anymore. And each month I'm going to give you less money than the, than the month prior. So get on it, get, find something, find a way to support yourself and your kids. Wow. Okay. Okay. Pause. <laughs> I've known some of these details, but that, I mean, you've just shared an incredibly personal moment. And if we it choose was, not to yeah. remove this in editing, which is still an option because this isn't live yet. Sure. <laughs> I'm curious to know, Yeah. do you look in retrospect, did he do you a favor doing that? Or He did. Okay. No, he did. Wow. It I love, favor. I love that you see it that way. I was hoping that was the answer you would give uh, because from <laughs> my was. vantage point, as hard as that is, and as difficult of a situation as you were in, mm-hmm. there's a spiritual biblical precedent here. And he did you a, a real solid favor from my vantage he point. truly, truly did. Let's I'd dive into that a little years. bit. You bet. I had spent four years kind of feeling sorry for myself and not working towards self-improvement because I had no basic needs that I needed to meet for myself or my kids. Everything I needed was handed to me. And it's kind of like that old parable about, you know, give a man a fish, he eats for a day, and you teach a man to fish, and he eats for a lifetime. Well, my mom, with her heart, you know, 
bless her heart, she she was trying to take care of me, and she was giving me those fish every single day. I knew that I had fish available, and I was going to be fine, so I felt no need to learn the process or learn how to fish for myself, and my stepdad always came from a different perspective. You know, he's also an entrepreneur, but he, he, he believes in figuring out a way to make it work, one way or the other, make it work, and... I was so terrified when it first happened, I didn't know how to function, (laughs) truly did not. But it was the best thing possible on a lot of different levels. It kind of woke up the me that had been sleeping inside for the last four years. I kind of found myself again. I also had a distraction, if you will, from my grief. My grief was pretty overwhelming, and I didn't have time to think about it. I didn't really have time to miss her. And as soon as I did miss her, I would dive back into finding something to do with Amazon. Let me back up just a tiny bit. Let's see. Mom passed on Halloween. Her funeral was on the 7th. So approximately the 10th or so is when I got the talk from my stepdad. And then within a few days, I'd actually talked to my ex-in-laws, my ex-husband's parents, John and Sandy Larson. And they kind of knew my situation, and they said, Lisa, you can do Amazon the way we're doing Amazon. We're older. We're disabled. We work about 15 hours a week, and we're making a very nice living. And we know that you you can do this. And they sat down with me for about, about two hours, and they helped me get my Amazon app on my phone, and they helped me set up my account, and they even gave me um, a few bundles that they had put together and they said, here, send these in. This is your first, this is your first shipment. Send it in. And I had a business license, bundles sent in, an Amazon account, and I was sourcing by November 26th. That was Thanksgiving. <laughs> wow. That yeah. is awesome. And your mom would be so proud of you. <laughs> I truly, truly believe that. I don't think that either uh. one of us thought that I was capable of this anymore. I didn't, I didn't believe in myself anymore. And I, um, I was okay with that. I thought, well, this is my life. And I'm in my brain. I had disabled myself as much as my body had given out on me. And by having to step up, make me, my children are a huge priority, of course. And I wanted them to stay in the house that they'd always lived in. And I wanted there to be a sense of normalcy after our world had been t- turned upside down. And the only way to achieve that was to make Amazon work. Wow. Uh, and let me just make an <laughs> yeah, observation. Can I make an observation? Well, you know, something else that was at stake there, and I'm sure you've thought through this, but I'm just thinking you mentioned your kids. You yeah. Know, there's a reason that a poverty mindset is generational. Oh, true. That is right? absolutely the So yes. you are now, your kids have seen two completely different versions of you. The you that just waits on the check. Yep. And then, you know, we spend it and wait for the next one. And then the right. you that is on fire. I mean, just for those who don't <laughs> know you yet, I mean, you could talk about this stuff all day. Some, I, I actually asked you one time, like, are you a robot? Because I see you on our forums. <laughs> You know, you are on yes. our forums day and night being helpful and with this great positive attitude and you know your stuff and you're building this business. It's like, wow, there, is, there, is there four of you? What What's going on here? Oh, well, it's funny you say that. I actually have kind of leveraged my illness in a way. I don't sleep like a normal eight-hour night like most people do. Part of my illness is a sleep disorder so that um, I might sleep two or three hours here. And be up for five or six hours, and then I'll sleep another hour, and then I'm up for three hours, and I sleep for three or four more hours. Wow! So I'm I truly am up at all random times of the day. Uh, we hopefully that'll get fixed at some point. But I'll tell you, the community is sure benefiting from that weird <laughs> sleep schedule you keep because you are helpful around <laughs> the clock. You know, let's do something fun. Can we pause? I'm going to put sure. you on the spot. Let's do something fun. I've got what I call my excuse list. Okay. Yes. These are if if I was a total failure. You know, bumming off my friends, living on welfare, and had no prospects for life. Uh-huh. Literally, no one would blame me if I gave them my excuse list. Is what I call it. Like okay. I had, I had to burn that mentally a long time ago. But my excuse list looks like this. I want you to think about yours, okay? Okay. My excuse list looks like this. My parents were alcoholics. They still are now, recovered, clean, and sober for thirty-nine years. But alcoholics mm-hmm. until ten, I was the adult in the house. Long story for a different day. 
But got it. That's enough of an excuse right there. I got terrible grades in all business classes that I ever took, including <laughs> marketing, by the way. Here I am with a top marketing podcast on iTunes, one of the top in the world. I got terrible grades in marketing. Right. I'm not a yep. good test taking student. You know, I barely graduated with decent enough grades to have anything to show for my time in college. I wasn't exposed to entrepreneurial thinking as a kid and really in any way at all. I'm not a good writer. Here I'm a best selling author now. But I'm not yeah. I'm really not a good writer. I rely on editors heavily. I don't like being in front of people. I'm an introvert, so I'd rather just stay behind the scenes. Here we are with Sold out events, people coming from around the world. I mean, you, we were just there. It happened, right? Yep. It, it happened it five does. times now. It's it's crazy. So, but I could very easily rely on. I could go on and on and on. I don't like getting sure. up early in the morning. I don't find my sweet spot for my work schedule till later in the afternoon. I mean, my my list of things just goes on and on and on. That's my excuse list. Now, I've okay. overcome those things. I've put them aside. I've burned them. I've risen up to be as much of what I can be as I am now. And I know there's a long way to go, but I'm curious to hear your excuse list. Like if we were all just going to feel sorry for Lisa today and go, Oh, that's just, that's just rough. I wish somebody could do something for her. You know, here's all the things. And okay. are you comfortable with that? Of course. I don't mind at all. Because what I think happens when we do this is we're going to hit some people between the eyes and go, Oh, wow. I've been relying on that as my excuse for a long time. And Lisa just took it away from me. I love stealing people's excuses away from them by giving them an example of people who have overcome them. Sure. Take a stab Let's at see. it. Okay. All right. I wake up every morning and I feel like that first day when you're coming down with the flu, when your body, you just don't feel quite well and your body aches and you're not really full on sick yet, but you know it's coming. That's how I feel every single day, all the time. That's my new normal. That in itself could be enough to send somebody to bed, but not me, not anymore. It did, I did for four years, but not anymore. Um, let's see what else. My mobility is really limited. I can only stand for maybe five minutes, maybe 10 minutes at a time. I have a walker that has a seat built into it in order to get around. And as you saw at CES, after two days of that, I wasn't even able to use the walker any longer. And I rented myself an electric scooter. I stopped that mobility issue from becoming an excuse. I found a way around it. For the longest time earlier in my life, time management was a, was a big problem, a big excuse for me. I created a 168-hour weekly calendar I plugged in every single thing I had to do, you know, time to sleep, time to eat, time to brush my teeth, time to take a shower, time to prep the groceries for meals for the week. I plugged in everything and I was able to work about 50 hours a week, 55 hours a week if you include picking up and dropping off the kids from daycare. I was taking 16 credit hours of school at the time. And still had time to give my kids their evening baths, read them stories, cook dinner for them, and get pull straight A's and get a an award at work. So I love it. There are a lot of excuses that you can use. <laughs> give them to me. Shoot me a message. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how to get around it. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's a beautiful thing, and we're going to jump into your Amazon business here in a minute. And and for the listeners' sake, we're going to give you some great tips. I mean, it, with all these challenges, Lisa has built a pretty incredible business on Amazon, guys. I mean, it's it's rocking. So we're going to get into that. It's going pretty well. Yeah. With Q4 upon us, it's going to explode this year. Uh, but I just wanted to, you know, take an opportunity to hopefully people who are listening to this today, Lisa, thinking, oh, well, I've, I've got an excuse that I haven't heard anyone else use yet. My excuse is, is really, really good. I'm like, no, it, we've got people who have overcome that as well, whatever that yep. excuse is. I talked to a guy at CES who launched his business while he was in the desert station <laughs> as fighting uh, wow. in the Middle East, he bought the Proven Amazon course over the satellite uplink with a slow internet connection, studied it, got coaching, did his coaching calls over the satellite uplink, went out on missions and on patrol. But in Amazing. between, he's building an Amazon sourcing and selling. He built a really significant business from the desert. I mean, that come is incredible. on. While, you're, while he's getting shot at, I'm like, there's just no excuses <laughs> left anymore, guys. Nope. There just aren't any. Nope. 
Uh, go ahead. You know, one of the big excuses that I hear a lot is I don't have any money. Well, I started my business with literally the last $200 I had in my, in my savings account. And I've built it in the last, what's it been, 22 months, I think, to enough where I'm completely self-sufficient on, I'm, I don't have any other income. It's Amazon, eBay. I'm, as you know, one of your um, coaches at this point, and I'm a newly published author. I'm constantly adding new income streams, and I started literally with my last $200, and I can tell you how to start with no money. I can let you know how to do it. I mean, you have nothing. You literally have nothing. That's okay. I can still help you get started. That's right. And maybe, yep. maybe we would do that all as part of this podcast. You know, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because we've got a lot of listeners who aren't in that position, but at the same time, sure. it really validates the opportunity. Let's say I was on an elevator with you. We've got 30 seconds together, maybe a minute because okay. we're going to hold the doors open at the bottom. Okay. All right. Until the buzzer goes off. So we got a minute and I say, I've got literally no money. This whole Amazon thing is awesome, but you don't understand. Like I've got zero dollars. Send, Not a problem. send me in the right direction. I, I just wasted with- 15 seconds just explaining my situation. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, I would start with books as your as your inventory. Go to library sales. Go to garage sales. Put a, a, a notice up on Facebook. Tell them, hey, I'm looking to, you know, I'll haul away your books for free. And people will contact you. They'll come out of the woodwork. You know, they're great-grandfather just passed away. He's got a library. He doesn't, they don't need the books. They don't want the books. Come get them. And you take those books and you scan them all with your free app on your phone. You send them in and the money starts coming in. You make sales. What you don't use or don't need, you can donate, get a tax write-off and you build from there. You don't have to have a huge dollar amount to start. Start for free. And we've got like three seconds left. You did yep, beautiful. There you go. That was great. <laughs> and that's just one. I mean, that's just, you know, you can do consignment. You just tell your friends oh, and family, sure. hey, I sell stuff online now. If there's anything you want to get rid of, I'll split the money with you. Costs Absolutely. you nothing, right? So there's all kinds of creative ways. We talk about this stuff in our community all the time. But sure. yeah, I mean, I think this the theme of this episode has kind of turned into eliminating all of the excuses, right? That's like right. we've destroyed them all in one episode. What a great episode. <laughs> we could end it now and it would be beautiful. But you're going to give us some tips about how – specifically how you did what you did. Okay. What's it like to build your business with just an internet connection, working a few hours here and there when you don't feel like you've got the flu? Right. Right. What websites are you using? What tips can you give us? Like let's let's give people some specifics. Absolutely. The biggest thing that I learned how to do and do quickly was OA or online arbitrage. I could plug in my computer, turn it on and find deals. And it didn't matter if it was three o'clock in the morning on a Saturday or if it was two in the afternoon on a Thursday. It didn't matter. I could still go online and do some research, find some sales or find some products that I wanted to uh, sell that kind of fit my parameters as what's a, what's a good idea for inventory. And I went from there. I started by going to all of the online stores where I normally shop. Having been mobily challenged, I had already found a lot of online stores that would deliver to my home. And since I was going to be doing my prep work initially, when I started out, I wanted to make sure that I was doing business with stores and companies that I had uh, a good reputation or they a good uh, working relationship with, if you will, stores that I trusted that I knew would get products to me in a good condition because they always had. I also started writing down schedules like this store has a sale and their sale lasts from Sunday through the following Saturday. It does not include the entire weekend. And this store's sales are only good from Thursday through Sunday. You know, it kind of gets a familiarity for what stores have what availability, which stores have free shipping if you reach their minimum order. Knowing those little basic tricks kind of helps you to establish a schedule of days that you need to be online. Like for me, Sunday was a big day because as a lot of the sales started on Sundays, not that you have to buy things on sale, but it's always they always have their new sale flyer coming out, and you can kind of get some ideas about what's what's available. And then also Thursdays, for some reason, it's kind of like midweek. 
a lot of the stores, like I said, will have their sales start on Thursdays. And so you can go in two days a week for a couple hours at a time and start sourcing. Give me some examples. Uh, and I just want to talk to people who are maybe totally green. I would say 90% okay. of the listeners right now know exactly what you're talking about. Some of them are like, okay, okay she's had online arbitrage and now she's talking about shopping. When do we start making money? Well, basically we're talking Got about it. buying stuff for far less money than it's selling for on Amazon. You go right. to you know, widgets.com and you buy 15 items that cost you $10 each. And the reason you mm-hmm. bought them is because you know they're selling for $60 on Amazon right now. Exactly. And they're selling fast. You can make a full-time living doing this. We've got a course. I'm just going to do a little bit of like housekeeping for a minute, Lisa, fill people in. Sure. ProvenOnlineSourcingStrategies.com. But yes. that course is 100 bucks. I would suggest that you instead purchase the Proven Amazon course, which is our comprehensive course. It includes in it a module that goes deep into online sourcing. It, it that proven online sourcing strategies course is in in its entirety is inside the proven Amazon course, which is what we do. We have all these modules that you can buy separately, but if you buy the proven Amazon course by itself, you get all of the modules and right. all of these strategies, including the online strategies Lisa's talking about. And, and we'll have an announcement too. Lisa and I are going to be uh, updating that course very soon with yes. some new things that we've learned, which is exciting. And but if you have the proven Amazon course, you're locked in, you get all the content we do. Um, right. Let, just let's go through. I want to hear, I want to hear some specific wins. Let's give people like, okay. Okay, I, I went in, I spent approximately X dollars. I flipped it on Amazon. It took this long for this to happen. You know, give me some, like some of your big okay. wins, even the specific product if you want, although I don't give away anything that's working right now, obviously. No, that's fine. I'll tell you about my very, very first purchase. Remember I told you I was down to my last $200. Right. Let's take the story from there. Okay. So I went into Walmart on Thanksgiving evening. It was about six o'clock in the evening. Our family, you know, we got to eat uh, Thanksgiving dinner with my uh, ex-in-laws and it was lovely. But then, you know, by 4.30-ish, it was, we were done. So we went home and I decided, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to see if Walmart's even open. <laughs> I wasn't sure if they would be because it was Thanksgiving evening and they, they were. I walked in and I didn't understand the concept of, you know, buy one or two of something and see if it works. No, I saw these, uh, they were Sharpie gift sets. They were little Sharpie marker pens and they were beautifully gift boxed and they were only $10 each. And I thought, Sharpie. I know about Sharpies. I use Sharpies all the time. I bet these would sell. I didn't even, um, I didn't even scan them. (laughs) Wow. I didn't even scan them. Um, and I went, I bought them for $10 each. I bought, I spent my entire $200. I bought 20 of the sets and I went home that night and I, you know, created a listing for them because they weren't even listed on Amazon yet. I packaged them all up into boxes and I shipped them in. And they hit the warehouse a few days later, and I had sold all of them, all 20 of them, for $40 each within two days. So I had turned my initial $200 into, uh, what would that be, $800? Yeah, $800 in two days. Wow. And now Amazon kept some fees, and there was some stuff going oh, on. Right. But basically, right. you made, let's say, 400 350 to $400. In profit. And yep. it took you a couple minutes. Yep. couple of minutes. You know, there's a lesson in that story. And first off, wow, going all in <laughs> with your last 200 bucks on an item you didn't even scan. Holy cow. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it worked said, out. That's the good news. <laughs> you kind of stumbled into a huge win. But you know, you had a name brand product that wasn't on Amazon yet. That right. is a golden opportunity, guys. If you ever are out scanning and looking, it, you could have done this online as well. or was walking into the store, same difference. Okay. And you see a name brand product that isn't on Amazon yet. Odds are you're going to make your money back because there's oh, people yeah. getting on Amazon all day, every day, typing in Sharpie. Yep. Right. It's a name brand. And yeah, you're allowed to sell this stuff. Now, there are some restrictions. We're not going to dive deep off in that direction. There are some restricted categories. There's some product restrictions. But the nice thing is Amazon will give you a heads up if you're not eligible to sell something. So the worst case scenario would have been you got home, you started to list the Sharpies. Amazon said, oh, wait, 
You're not approved for Sharpies. Sorry, you can't sell those. So you'd have gone back to Walmart, got your $200 back. I mean, that's the worst case scenario, right? Or you sold right. them on eBay or sell them on Facebook Marketplace. I was going to say, I probably or- would have sold them on eBay, yes. But uh, you're right. It, the, the worst case scenario is you find a, a different way to make your money. Exactly. Uh, I mean, a, a different platform. You can sell them now on Facebook or on eBay or on uh, some of the other uh, selling platforms. But I was very fortunate. I think God was kind of smiling at, down at me on that, at that particular point in time and said, okay, she's ready to take action. Let's throw her a bone. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful story. I love it. I love that's how you got started. And I think all of us who have sold a lot online remember those first few, especially the Wins. first few, yep. yeah, the first big win or the first win, the first time you made any money. Maybe you lost money, but you sold something. That's significant because most it people – It really lights a fire inside it you. It does. It does. And you feel like this is viable and I did it. And it really wasn't that hard. There are pieces to it and you learn it and there's a learning curve of like, just like with any other skill. But it really gave me hope. I think that's the biggest word that I would come out of that whole scenario with is hope. Okay, there is hope that I can – keep my home. There's hope that I can build a business. There's hope that I'll be able to contribute to my children's college funds if they choose to go to college, etc. John and Sandy introduced me to PAC within days of me going live on Amazon and or I should say they introduced me to MST and I read a lot about PAC and so forth and I think I got PAC end of my third month of being in business and And, let's explain our acronyms. Oh, sorry. I try to listen like a newbie when I can. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I got the proven Amazon course about the third month in, and it was like somebody strapped, strapped a rocket to me and just took off. It was amazing. Amazing. I look at myself where I am now. It hasn't even been a full two years and where I was then physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, all of these things. It was very depressed and non-motivated and kind of gloomy. And now I'm energetic and I'm excited and I'm motivated and I'm I've got so much excitement and and enthusiasm bubbling up that I just can't believe it's, I'm the same person that I was yeah. two years ago. And, and there's you, nothing but up. It affects it you physically. You know, this, after, after doing this for 15 years, I used to think I was the guy who, okay, I'm going to make some money and I'm going to teach other people how to make money. And their spiritual life or their personal life or their health, you know, that's all irrelevant. You know, I'm, t- I'm the money guy. I'm the, but I've learned, and this is a biblical truth that I've learned, it's all tied together. It is. Your spiritual, emotional, physical, mental, and financial health are yes. all tied together. If you're dropping the ball big time in one of those areas and you could be making better decisions in one of those areas than you're making, it will affect all of the other areas. Relational, that's tied yep. in there as well. It's all – and here's the cool thing, Lisa, that I've learned. That sounds like some big, complicated you know, 400-page book. No, the rules for success in all those areas are exactly the same. And if I had a minute on the elevator with you to explain that, and I know you know this, yes. you've heard me talk about these kind of things, but it comes down to being other-oriented. That's yes. it. We are made to serve. And when you serve, well, it fixes your relationships. It fixes your emotional state. It fixes your your health. What's health have to do with serving, Jim? You know what? There's a lot of days. I'm a runner. You know this, and we've talked about yes. these kind of things and some goals. There's a lot of days I don't want to run. I just don't want to. I don't feel like it. I'm not up for it. And no one would blame me if I didn't because, look, I ran the last five days in a row. So, you know, no one cared. Right. But you know what gets me out of my bed and what gets me out on the road? I'm doing it for my family. If I can be the best, healthiest version of myself and I'm doing it for this community, then I'm sharper. I'm, I'm, I'm more capable and ready to serve. I fight off sickness better, so I'm more prepared to, you know, so there's sometimes when I even, the the foods I choose to eat, I'm not eating it for me. It'd be a lot tastier to do this, but I'm going to eat something else. I'm going to be more disciplined because as soon as you make your life about others, all these things fall into place. And the secret that all of us business building warriors know is you can't be selfish and be success in business. You just can't. You've got to be good at serving. 
That's the secret That's so to true. success, right? That's true. So yep. as soon as you make your life about others, all these things start to fall into place. And that's by design. Whether you believe the biblical model or not, there's just plenty of evidence that that's the way the world works is when you serve others, your life goes great. When you don't, <laughs> when you make your life all about you getting what you want because you want it and getting all that you can for yourself, it's a, it's a pretty miserable existence. Mm, it is. It truly is. Knowing that I had to do this for my kids' sake, um, I wasn't thinking about doing it from for me. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to have the, the money to pay your mortgage and such, but that really wasn't my motivation. My motivation was initially to help out my children and make sure that they were well taken care of. And then after being introduced to my silent team and seeing how many more other, you know, new folks that there were, I kind of wanted to pay forward the information that I had been given both on the MST page and from my, um, I'm from John and Sandy Larson. And so I started making these posts. Here's what I've learned. Here's what is new as a brand new seller. This made sense and this, and I learned this, and this is how you do that. And got an amazing amount of traction. I thought, oh, I'm helping these people. They're valuing what I'm saying. And it wasn't that I, again, I wasn't doing it for my own glory. I wasn't doing it for applause or kudos. I was doing it to help them, to help others, and I felt so good, and I felt so motivated. It was really inspiring, and I thought, okay, well, that information worked really well. What else can I learn? How else can I progress so that I can tell more people what comes next? I love it. There's a few buzzword phrases, and I'm always – one of the things that the leaders in our community have gotten used to is – with me, words mean things and phrases mean things and the significance mm-hmm. of, you know, there's no such thing to me as a neutral phrase or a neutral conversation, a neutral encounter. It's either pushed you in a positive direction or in a negative direction, 100% of the time. And that's a right. topic for another day. But uh, something you just said is, you know, we help people. Yeah, but we always take it a step further. Do you know what I'm going to say next? We don't just help people. What do you do? We, we help build them. relationships. Well, yeah, we, we build relationships and we help them succeed. Because, you know, you've heard me use the example, right? If I wanted to help the people in my neighborhood, I could empty my bank account right now and just walk down the street and give everybody I saw $100 until I was out of money. I've helped helped people, right? Have I helped them succeed? No, arguably, I've ruined my ability to ever help anyone succeed again, at least for a very long time. Exactly. So we help people succeed, which is a different level of accountability. It's a different it level of, like you said, relationship. And that's where we went back to, you were done a huge favor. I was. <laughs> when, was when, your, huge. Uh, when, your, when your stepdad, your, was your stepdad you said? Yeah, yep. said, you know what, you've got, you've got 12 months and it's going to taper off. That was a huge favor he did you, did for you. He, he probably he, saved your relationship as well because had he just oh, continued he to give you the money, you would have come to resent him eventually. Uh-huh. Well, I got to that point with my mom even. I mean, I was so appreciative and I loved her so deeply, but I did feel kind of resentful in a lot of ways. You know, this is not how it's supposed to be. I should be doing it this way and I want the money – now or in this form or yeah. for that if she's a few and, days late how did you feel kind of thing right i mean you start to exactly, go wow what's ridiculous. happening inside but of me yes. uh, it's that's what the hebrew principle of seeds of resentment comes from is when there's no reciprocity in the giving process and, and there's one recipient and there's one giver and it's always that way forever the recipient begins to hate the giver it's it's yes. called planting seeds of resentment. And one other thing, just to pull from, from some Hebrew wisdom, just you talk about how good it feels to contribute and help people succeed in our forums. You know, uh-huh. there's a uh, there's a hierarchy of giving in Hebrew. There's a hierarchy, everything, for, and it's all ethical, virtuous stuff. You know, any form sure. of giving is always virtuous stuff. The lowest form being giving begrudgingly or you take one step up and you're giving less than you could have, but you still gave, right? Those are virtuous activities, but you go all the way up to the top. I love the top level. That's what you and I are doing right now. That's why it's so incredibly rewarding. That's why when I talk to our leadership team, we literally never have a boring day in this part of our business because the most virtuous, most ethical, highest form of giving you can ever be a part of is to give in such a way that the other party becomes financially financially independent, self-sufficient. Right. 
Mm-hmm. To give in such a way that they become financially self-sufficient through a loan or through education or through, through advice. It's the most rewarding form of giving because it has a, it has a ripple effect that's generational. You're not just giving to that person. You're giving to all the people who will ever rely on that person. True. Absolutely true. I love when I will see somebody on, uh, on the MST page, for example, that I helped out maybe six months ago, they were brand new. And then I see them jumping in there and helping somebody else who is new because they had been taught before they're giving the same hand up that I had given them earlier on. It is the best feeling. It is amazing how much it spreads. It's it. The ripple effect is a good way of explaining it. It just keeps on spreading out and spreading out and lifting and elevating others. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. It is. And we've got a whole team, a whole community that thinks this way. It's, right. it's a pretty incredible thing that we're a part of. And uh, you can see why I, you know, I'm very resistant to taking credit <laughs> more, more than conceive. You know, I conceived it and I was obedient, but from there it's been leader. It would be nothing without great leaders like you. And we've got dozens of great moderators. You're a coach for us now. And by the way, yeah. listener, you know, we've got the best coaching program for internet marketing and internet business success in the world, hands done, down, bar yep. none, any way you want to measure it. Success stories, number of students who are succeeding, the length of time that we've been doing it. Our pricing is ridiculously underpriced for what you get. Yep. I mean, just any way you want to measure it. If you go to jimcockramcoaching.com, I will stick that in the show notes too. But Lisa's coaching with us. She's one of our coaches. So you've met several coaches in the past. These are the kind of people that you can get on the phone with and help you build your business from where you are to where you want it to be. Uh, so just throw that little pitch in there. Since we don't have advertisers on this show, <laughs> I got to right. do some of that, right? Um, sure. You know what, Lisa, we're going to have to have you back again. But before we wrap this one up, I uh-huh. would love to hear some more specific online sourcing strategies for that person that's, you know, so far we've only thrown them a little bone here. Okay. I, let's get some specifics in there and something people can go do right now to start okay. getting into this arena. Like just talk us through again. I, at this time we have, we have five minutes on the elevator instead of just one. Talk us through okay. <laughs> how to source All online right. and find some profitable products and flip them online. Okay. Here's uh, the first thing I would suggest shop the products that you know, when you're starting out, one of the things that I was always interested in was scrapbooking, you know, making memory books and such for my kids and about our vacations and our lives and so forth. And so when I started, I went to as many different scrapbooking stores and such online as I could. And I knew what was required to create a page, you know, what kind of glue sticks I liked and what kind of glue sticks I didn't like. And the brand of scissors that worked well and the kind of paper that I preferred, you know, as far as cardstock versus regular paper, you know, I knew a lot about that particular niche. So I searched stores that offered products for that niche. And I also looked for um, sales for things that were that were popular. Um, I, and then I would compare. I'd go back onto Amazon.com and say, well, is, how is this kind of thing selling? Okay, it's selling all right. I think I can make a little bit of money here. When I shop online, I also look at bundling. I like to put things together in groups so that uh, with scrapbooking, for example, if I were to, to put together an album and some paper and some glue sticks into a bundle, for for example, um, I've been able to find all of that online, have it all delivered to my house. I package it up together and I send it in and the profit margins are much higher than they would have been if I had tried to sell those three things individually. So I think about that sort of thing when I'm sourcing. Yeah. Also, a bundling tip while you yes. hold that thought, uh, but I should sure. give a little bundling tip. You know, you're able to create a new listing on Amazon if you create a bundle that no one else has ever created before. So now you're the only seller. Like, you know, right. if, if we went back to Lisa's Sharpie pins example, let's say that there was a thousand other people that saw the same sale and sent in the Sharpie pins. Well, now there's a thousand sellers who all have their Sharpie pins piled up in that listing and the price slowly drops as anyone else drops their price. Everyone kind of follows suit. Well, if she'd made a Sharpie bundle gift set, you know, maybe it's two packs of pins and a nice Sharpie drawing pad, whatever 
Sure. Drawing pay. You know, now you've got a unique listing and you can set it up. So you're not competing with all the other sellers selling the same thing you are. That's the power of bundles. It is a way to distinguish yourself on Amazon and people don't do the math. They don't add up in their head and go, hmm, if I bought these items separately, I could save, you know, 3%. You know, they're not doing that. There's like, oh, it's all right there. Click, add to cart, buy. And you've got your extra 15, 20, 80 points of margin built in. You can make more profits that way. So I I love it. Okay. Bundles. Yep. Good stuff. And frankly, as a buyer, if for the convenience sake, I wouldn't care if it was three, five, ten dollars more. If I'm getting it all at once and I don't have to search for those products, it's all in a bundle. Fantastic. Click one and done. I like that. And you never compete with Amazon on bundles either. Amazon, maybe they, no. they, they may create a few bundles here and there, but people talk about, oh, I don't want to compete with Amazon. Amazon's getting into every product out there. No, they're not getting into every product out there. That's not true. And they almost never do bundles. Right. So you don't have to worry about Amazon competing with you if you do bundles. And one of our strategies that we teach with bundles is put something in there that's unique that others can't duplicate as well. Right. You know, a gift card or something that is just yours. And we've got more content on these types of things, but that's all part of the game. But let's keep it real simple here and uh, okay. get some good online sourcing strategies. Keep it rolling. You're doing awesome. All right. Well, back to that scrapbooking example. Um, so I know that I like the scissors and I like the paper and I like the glue, but I also will look at anything else that that particular page might be selling. Oh, check that out. That's new. They have a stencil thing that matches the paper or they've got a ribbon and rhinestone set that's color coordinated with that paper set it gets your mind thinking along other lines because these stores have also done their research and they're marketing to a particular customer obviously you are wanting to market to a similar customer so you you leverage their research and you kind of look across their product line and you might think find things that you had never thought of before that could also either be included in a bundle or sold as standalones. And I found um, quite a wide array of things that I would have never considered previously because I was willing to look at the other things that were available on these online stores. Um, let's see, what else would be a good thing? Um, marketing what you know and doing bundles. Getting yourself a schedule so that you know which days and times to go in. What about, do you ever use gift cards? I do. Oh, that's a great, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. There are a couple of different websites uh, that you can go to that will help you save money. Raise.com, R-A-I-S-E.com sells discounted gift cards. So you might be able to buy a $100 gift card for Target for $80, for example. So you've just saved $20 right there. Okay. Um, there's another well, site that I use. It's called Top Cash Back, T O P C A S H B A C K. And I log into that before I do any online shopping. It's a site that gives me a percentage back of everything that I spend. It might be 2%, it might be 6%. Sometimes they all have promotions where it's 10 or 12% back, but then they give you that money in cash or in a gift card, however you'd like to get it back. So that's saving you money. There are online coupon type sites. Like there's a a extension on Chrome called Honey. Honey. Yeah, I knew you were going to mention that. That's a good one. I mean, it automatically plugs in coupon codes while you're shopping. It does. You have to to use the Chrome browser, but it's free. And if you're getting ready to buy something and there's a coupon code for it somewhere, it just drops it in for you. It's it's a really pretty sweet... uh, Plug-in. A lot of people love that one. Absolutely. I think we just – People just paid for the price of admission today with that tip tip right there. That's good stuff. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) The podcast is free, by the way, but (laughs) – yeah. But time isn't. You know, your most most valuable asset, listener, is time. And you've given us so far, uh, you know, well over 45 minutes of your time. So we want to give you back a huge return on investment Yes, uh, with these tips. Put them to work. Absolutely. And and we'll be developing a lot more of these. They'll be a little more cohesive format for you when we bring out the um, online arbitrage 2.0 here. We don't have a set date for a rollout yet, but it's something that we're working on and really anxious to get going. It's an exciting prospect and uh, keep, keep, your eyes peeled. Keep keep listening. It'll, it'll, we'll tell you more about it. If and if someone's ready to go, you know, if spend a few hundred dollars and get the proven Amazon course, it 
is Definitely. the best next step if you're ready to get serious about Amazon. Just come check out our community if you're not convinced yet. Come check out our free Facebook community. We always stick that in the show notes too. Um, and you know what? At least I just realized we've never uh, – I've come up on 100 episodes of this podcast. We've never given the phone number for our coaching program ever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> We've always just said, Hey, it's in the show notes. Go Jim Cochran coaching. You know, it's uh let me just get it. And I don't know if this is international or not. I know it works in the U S we have coaching students all over the world. I think there's a different phone number listed on Jim Cochran If you're international, I don't know if this works just North America, but it's 1-800-994-1792. So if you're driving or running, you can't write it down right now, but if you're in your office somewhere, you got a pen and paper handy. Hey, it's 800-994-1792. And you can talk to Jim Cooper and the consultants over there that they follow up with every customer who buys something from us and make sure that you got it and make sure that you're happy and that you got it downloaded and see if you have any questions. But they also can help talk to you about coaching if you're interested in something I'm proud of, Lisa, is mm-hmm. we just don't get any complaints about those guys. I mean, no. yes, yes, they help us sell coaching packages, but – they're there to help and to serve and they love doing what they do. And we literally get zero complaints from people. You know, I, I know a lot of other coaching programs that have come and gone in 15 years. We've seen them come and go. And I said, the thing sure. that makes us difference is we're here to help people succeed. And sometimes that just means giving a pat on the back and giving them some verbal encouragement and saying, Hey, call us in six months if you want to take the next step. Or maybe you're able to do this without a coach. That's perfectly fine too. We'll be here if you need us. Yes. So I, I love that about our program. No high pressure pitches ever. It's nope. just, it's either a good fit or it's not. And if it's not, God bless you. Come build a beautiful business with the rest of us and, and tell us how you did it. Get on the team. Yes. Uh, so it's very low key, but well, I think this was a fantastic podcast episode went a little longer than we thought, but man, it was just so good. It was just uh, an encouragement to my soul. And I think a oh, lot of listeners you. today are going to benefit in ways that we don't even understand yet, Lisa. I think this episode is going to be a real, uh, a real keystone for this podcast. And, and well, I hope so. Yes. Uh, I'm sure it's going to help people. And you're just going to be inundated. One of the next things you and I might have to talk about, Lisa, is. <laughs> How to manage, you know, it's one thing to manage when you're getting two or three emails a week and people are saying, oh gosh, I just, what you said resonates with me. Can we talk sometime? Right. And you're like, yeah, sure. Like, give me a call. And then when you're getting two or three an hour, <laughs> <laughs> managing your life, and balancing out, you know, this desire that we have to help people succeed with, we've got to build systems to manage these things. And exactly. uh, uh, our audience, <laughs> our community is just exploding. So yeah, hit me up if you need to talk, because I think you're going to be even more popular than you already are. And how can people watch your live show on Tuesdays in our free Facebook group? It's in the go live on the MST hashtag go live with Lisa Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. I will see you there. Yeah, that's awesome. Good way to end the show today. And hey, business building warrior, come hang out with us live even in the Facebook group. Jump in there. There's no stupid questions in our group. We love newbies. We love the new energy and the ideas and the creativity you bring with a new perspective from people from all over the world. Over 41,000 now, Lisa. Can you believe it? 41,000. And it's all business building warriors. And we're pretty picky about who we let in. There's questions you got to answer before we let you in the door. And uh, yes, so please someone, answer those questions so yeah, we can get you in. Get you in fast that way. We know where your heart is and know that you, uh, you're you going to read the rules and that sort of thing. But come on, join us. But hey, business building warrior, we love you. Lisa and I are praying for every listener that hears this show today. We want you to succeed in all ways, including finding that business liberty that and that financial liberty that you always knew was possible. So thanks for joining us. We're going to do this again real soon. We love serving you well. We'll see you on the forums of My Silent Team. God bless. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.